What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Training Table Podcast. Man, what a week it's been. Legal tampering started on Monday. Obviously, there's been some moves that have already happened, but this is what went down already. The Raiders, first and foremost, got everybody in Raider Nation up in their fields. Donald Penn announced that he was in Las Vegas, that he was going to the facility. Everybody started thinking that Donald Penn was coming out of retirement because Kyle Long had announced that he was going to come out of retirement and he was going to work out with the Raiders. Donald Penn shows up, signs a one-day contract, and retires a Raider. The Raiders then sign edge rusher Yannick Ngakwe. Huge signing, two years, guaranteed money, locked him up. This is a guy the Raiders have wanted for a couple of years. Raider fans rejoiced. We got a pass rusher. And then a bombshell drops. A report comes out that Rodney Hudson is unhappy. He's asked for his release. Raiders are going to void his contract. So now we're looking at Gabe Jackson was set to be released. Richie Incognito was already released. Trent Brown was traded. And now Rodney, the best player on the offensive line, one of the best players on the team, is asking to be released. The Raiders ended up making okay on it. They re-signed Richie Incognito. They re-signed Denzel Good. They traded Rodney, got a third-round pick. They traded Gabe Jackson, got a fifth-round pick. And they actually made some moves, brought back Nick Morrow, signed Solomon Thomas, re-signed Jonathan Hankins, brought in Quentin Jefferson. They really did some work on that defensive line. I know that some of those names aren't sexy as hell, but they get the job done. They're going to put in some work. You got some veteran leadership out there. And players are going to come to play. Players are going to come to ball. I'm excited about what Gus Bradley's building on that defense. Now, obviously, the Raiders still need a corner, still need a safety. Richard Sherman, if you're listening, come on, man. We need you over here, Uncle Sherm. But today I wanted to get into it. I wanted to talk about some things with a good friend of the show, and I wanted to break, break some stuff down about what's going on in the league. The trades have been crazy. Free agency has been nuts. Bill Belichick has definitely gotten his feelings hurt by Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl, and he took that personally. And he went out there and spent the most money in free agency than he has ever spent. I think he's spent more money this year, I think it said that, than he spent in the past six years or something like that. Teams are spending money. Teams are getting better. Teams are trying to do some damage. And what I wanted to get into today is I brought in somebody to talk about some of the moves that have been made with the Raiders, some of the moves that have been made around the league, talk about some big changes. So I'm going to quit wasting time. I'm going to take a quick break right here. And when I come back, I'll have my guests for it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So welcome back, everybody. Once again, we have a good friend of the program, good friend of the show, uh, longtime Raider family, um, used to be a coach with us and is now with the Arizona Cardinals thriving over there. Uh, coach Brinson Buckner, what's up, man? The most dripped out coach. I'm sorry, the most dripped out <laughs> coach on the sideline. Shoe game rivals more than mine. So what's up, coach? How you doing? Not much. Everything's going good. What's up with you? Oh, man, you know, just living the dream. I was uh, having a small heart attack through these through free agency early, but uh looks like they're starting to pull. The Raiders are starting to pull through a little bit. And I saw that, you know, you guys got one of our guys and you guys got a stud in Rodney. And I know you you coach with Rodney. And uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, what what you guys got cooking over there. Well, you know, you know, having Kyler Murray first, you got to always start with him, a dynamic uh, quarterback that they took actually in the first round of the year. I wasn't here. Right. Uh, you want to build around him. And, uh, you know, last year getting D hop. Who I, it was a blessing was Man. like everybody around this time. You get D hop and you have some have some weapons you can build around. And you know we started the off season off, you know with JJ Watts, was I I never expected to get. You know what I mean that was another Christmas gift. Uh, Chandler Jones coming back, and they're really moving in the right direction. And when you have a talent like Kyler Murray, you want to put the best people in front of them. So getting a guy like Rodney. You know, is who to me I think has Hall of Fame potential. No doubt. You know, what I mean? you know, getting a chance to coach in Oakland and just watching him work a consummate pro. You know, the way he leads, never missed times, played through injury. And he was just one of those leaders. You know, and I played with a guy like Demoney Dawson, who's a yeah. Hall of Fame center, and Rodney had that same temperament that I saw from Demoney. Easy going, played, guys respecting him. When he stepped in between the lines, he was one of your true warriors. So, no, we're really just trying to keep up with the league. Uh, you know, yeah. you got what Tampa doing down there in Tampa is freaking unbelievable what they're Man. doing. and Everybody's making moves. So we think we got a chance to be special here, you know, with some pieces. And I think with the pieces that we add, even A.J. Green, you know, you add veteran leadership and you add – good players yeah and that's the one thing here in arizona that you're trying to build you're trying to build a culture with a young head coach like cliff kingsbury you know mm-hmm. you, you want some leadership around him to help him to allow him to grow as a head coach and i yeah. think what, what we're doing here is uh is making it better for him and kyle yeah i mean the guys that you have the guys that you have in there the guys that you brought in are, are studs you know you brought in some great leaders uh jj i mean is probably one of the best in the game chandler's been he, Chandler's been disrespected, I feel, in the league. You know, he's been quietly leading the league in sacks every year, and he just doesn't get the respect that he deserves. And, you know, I, I look at what you guys are doing, and I look at what the Cardinals are doing, and it's huge. And I saw James just hopped in. Um, but, you know, you look around the league, and the league is changing. The league is is picked up. You know, we saw what Tampa did. Tampa went nuts. And I don't think any of us expected it. I mean, obviously, you got Tom Brady. 
you know, Tom Brady's going to do his thing, but you, nobody expected that. And then for Tom Brady to go out there and do it and to beat the Chiefs was huge. What do you mm-hmm. see as the biggest obstacle this year for your guy, for you guys overcoming uh, to, to get past that eight and eight hump? For us, it's just, it's just a, a growth, maturity, growth. I, I think um, last year to be right there at the edge of having a chance to win and being a coach looking at it and the games that we, we lost, it's all about maturity, just knowing being in those battles, knowing what it, it, it takes. And that, that, that only comes with, with playing. We was a young team. You know, we was depending on rookies to come in and play through a pandemic right. that didn't move off season. You know, heck, our number one uh, draft choice, Isaiah Simmons, he, you know, he was a positionless player but didn't have an off season. So he had everything he had to do. He had to learn. He had to learn on the go, and he still had a very productive year. So for us to go over the hump, it's all be about us maturing as as, as football players. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I used to say it all the time, we had a bunch of guys who didn't know what they didn't know last year. And so everything, they was just learning. But now we got to mature, we got to grow by bringing in a guy, a seasoned vet like J.J., you know, who's been through the yeah. battle, been through the play. You know, he's had some injuries, but he has a chip on his shoulder because he's been great. And he wants to be great, mm-hmm. you know, and now he has never rushed with a guy like Chandler Jones. You know, I yeah. mean, Chandler, Chandler has rushed with a Calais Campbell and with a Suggs when he had 19 sacks. So now let's see how J.J. moves now where somebody's going to draw all the attention. So for us to go over the hump, our young guys got to got to grow up and take a big step. Our veteran guys, they, they got to be our what we just call five-star guys. And when you step on the field, yeah. you know exactly what you're going to get from them, and they got to bring it every day in practice meetings and in the games until the young guys catch up. No doubt. And I know that we talk about veterans and stuff like that. And the Raiders signed some veterans. And I know that you were there uh, big time developmental in, in the rookie class with Clee, with Max, uh, you had Jonathan Hankins there, you had Mo there. Um, let's talk about some of what you've seen from these guys a little bit. Uh, what I saw from them guys, um, you know, we were, you know, my, my style of coaching is not I, – I, I don't like to be a flash-in-a-pan guy because that doesn't last. I'm old school where you build foundation, foundational growth. You know, we, we'll take small steps, we'll learn, and we'll take bigger steps. And before you know it, you've built something that's going to sustain itself. Uh, I know last year, you know, those guys having to learn something because I'm a different type of coach too, you know, and, and I, I consider myself a teacher. I'm more of a – you know, get to know you type of guy. We're like family. And I know going from me to another style, it is sort of almost can backfire on you. You know what I mean? And and there's nothing against Marinella because he's a Hall of Fame coach. I actually learned right. a lot of stuff from Rod Marinella because actually when I played playing against his guys, you know, watching film, like, wow, I can use that, you know, different things. Um, but I saw guys like for Hank. Now, his maturity, you know, Changed when I came in, he was an afterthought. You know, what I mean, oh, he was a guy we signed off the off the waiver wire late in the year. He'll be all right, but he really, he really grew into uh, I think actually probably the best or one of the best run stopping nose guards in the NFL. You no, know, Max continues yeah. to grow, but the thing with Max is, you know, when you get a guy like Max has a big splash his rookie year, it's always going to be a step back because now it becomes a learning curse. He's starting to learn why he's doing stuff. As a rookie, he's just going, coach, want me to do this? I'm go, 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 go. But then mm-hmm. it's always in that process. It's a, it's a place you get where you try to implement new growth 
and new learning. And, and, and last year was the year, but he still was productive. You know, it's Clee, you know, I, I hate it for Clee because I think Clee is a great pro. You know, I think Clee is a victim of the way he was drafted. But you look at Clee got stronger, bigger. You know, mm-hmm. I watched him physically do stuff he couldn't do when I was there. And I was like, you got to allow this, this kid to grow. You know, the guys are not going to walk off the bus and become Khalil Mack, I would say. Right. No, Aaron Donald's a Khalil Mack. They come around. Those, those are generational talents. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to sustain something great, these you got to allow those guys to grow into their roles. But, you know, for those guys, I thought they was young. I thought COVID really messed a lot of people up. Look, you got a guy like John Abrams who missed all his rookie year. Now he don't get the offseason. You know, you bring in new guys, you don't get no chemistry. And that's the one thing about it. You cannot buy a championship. You can bring in all these great new pieces, but until they start to play for one another and understand one another, that chemistry don't mix. You even look at Tampa. Tampa's chemistry didn't kick in until like week 11, week 13. It takes some time. And they went off to win a championship because they got the ultimate winner in Tom Brady, and he could speed the process up. I don't care how many free agents you sign, who you draft, until those guys are in those trenches together and they understand what makes each other ticks and more so than what gets on his nerve. What can I make sure I don't do mm-hmm. so we don't have that falling out <laughs> so we can play better? Until you have those type discussions and those type of things, you're going to struggle. And, and, and they happen with us here in Arizona. And that's what I saw with the Raiders. There's great talent. When, when it was clicking, it was clicking. But you had so many new pieces. You got to allow that thing to simmer and cook up a little bit. Yeah. James, what you got? Well, you know, I just got back, so. I know you, know, you were, I, you, you, what, fly fishing for, for the week? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was off grid. So, you know, coming <laughs> so you back. You out on everything. Chaos. So we, uh, I don't know if you know, but the Raiders traded for Khalil Mack to get him, but no, I'm just kidding. Completely. <laughs> 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 completely joking here but no um no James, i know we got we, on the on the way back i saw that we got and it was odd because the the tackle that i really wanted the most is quentin jefferson we got him. and we ended up and we ended up getting i was like one of those fluke like out of all the dts out there he was the guy he, he has that size you know yeah. and you know i i was just like whoa hey that was a nice little nice little surprise but I'm yeah, excited. This this line, this you know, when you look at every story, you know, even Tampa, for example, they're for every front four defensive squad has every defense is built with the front four. I mean, hundred percent. And I, I think you know, I mean, Arizona, you guys are off to a phenomenal. I mean, JJ on and off the field. The the one thing that JJ also brings is accountability like he'll make he'll make you accountable the way that i mean that guy the way his work ethic but i think the raiders are are making that splash now finally i think with you know adding some size and some some depth that we didn't we haven't had i I don't think since since coach buckner was here you know and 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 the thing about it you hit the nail on the head Man, great teams are one in the trenches. I don't care how much of a seven-on-seven league this becomes. Yep. He gets down to 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 nut cutting time when winning big games. You better mm-hmm. be able to block and you yep. better be able to rush the passer and stop the run. And yeah. it takes time. You have to build the right pieces. But 
what you have to do is allow those pieces to grow together. Together. You got to allow them to grow, grow, grow together. You got to allow everybody to have their role. You know, uh, I was I coached with BA. My first coaching job was with, with Bruce Aarons and with Todd Bowles. And their whole thing was always you let giraffes be giraffes, you let lions be lions. And that what that meant was you get guys, you get their role, and you let them be great in their role. You don't bring a guy in that's never been that's never been a leader and say, hey, you be the leader. Or he's never had more than three sacks. Oh, you be the best pass rusher. You know, if he's good at stopping the run, guess what? Stop that's the what run. Stopping the run. Be great at your job. And that, that, that's what happened. We had success when we came in here at the Cardinals. In 2013, because he's like, he told every coach, define every player role in that room. And the ones that can do their roles the best, those are the ones we want on the team. And then we're going to go to war with that. We went 10 and 6. You know what I mean? Now, he gets down to Tampa, and and the one thing that that Jason Light don't get credit for, 85% of that team are draft choices. Those guys mm-hmm. are big, have been in Tampa. Yeah, Brady and Grunk now was just like getting tent and rims on your car. Bentley's still right. a Bentley without rims and tent, you know. But you, you add that in, and but everybody had a defined role, and that's that's how they play. And, and that's and I think it's such a copycat league. That is the blueprint. As coaches, we have to define the roles of these guys. Now, if they if they can't be great in their roles, you replace them. But don't expect them to be something they're not because you always go, you always gonna be disappointed. You, right. you, you know what I mean? and, and that's my style of coaching. You know, you know, people always say, Well, why you had success with the Raiders? Because I define their roles. I I said, Benson, you're gonna be a, a, a third down rusher. You're only gonna play on rush downs. Be the best rusher you can be when you go out there. He had a career year. Hank, be my run stopper in, in the middle. Mo, be the fire plug that might start, might not start. When you come in, you're going 100 miles per hour. Clee, be the businessman, work hard till you go match, just be the athlete till you learn. And that's 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 how you build a team. And then as those guys grow into their role, their confidence start to grow. Then their roles start to expand naturally because they become more comfortable and have more confidence in what they can do good. Yeah. No doubt. Now, as we look, so we look at the defensive line. Obviously, the Raiders made some big moves. You 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 were, like I said, you were instrumental in a lot of those guys' growth. As we look on the other side of the ball. The Raiders had a great offense last year, and I think that that's something that sometimes gets overlooked because the red zone offense ended in field goals sometimes. But what Derek Carr did last season in in year three of John Gruden, I think to me was very impressive. Uh, I know that fans across the league or or fans across Raider Nation are kind of divided on that. Um, What did you see from Derek in your time there and, and now as a coach coaching potentially against him? I'm a Derek Carr fan. I, I think I'm gonna put my Raider fan hat on. I think <laughs> I think Derek Carr gets too much blame for stuff that goes wrong. I think Derek Carr is great at what he does. He throws the ball with great touch. He has accuracy. He can move in the pocket. I think his scrambling ability is underappreciated. I think Derek Carr is one of those guys when he's on fire, it's not you can't name three quarterbacks that's better than him when he's going. Now, is he a quarterback that can do it all by himself? No, nobody, no stress to me. But when you're preparing to go against a Derek Carr, you you look at the accuracy and you know he has to be smart because John Gruden's playbook is so large and he can Derek can get him in the right plays, he can make the right throws, he can put his guys in position. But you forget he can take off and run the ball, which is just as dangerous in, in, in mm-hmm. today's game. And so so with Derek, you have to be smart. 
you got to, he's one of those guys you got to keep in the pot. You got to make him throw, you got to make him feel uncomfortable, which was hard because to me, I thought they had the best offensive line in all of football when all of them were healthy. Mm-hmm. People can say what they want to about Trent Brown. When Trent Brown is healthy, he's not a better right tackle in the NFL. When Gabe, Gabe Jackson is healthy, it's not a better right guard. We already know about Rodney. I think the left guard with uh, Richie brought in some veterans, but Denzel Good was what Coach K would deal with him and to pull out his best, his best football is ahead of him. And Colton Miller is just becoming one of those classic left tackles that you can depend on. Now, you got those giants in front of them, and when they're running the ball and Derek Carr is comfortable, they're hard to beat. Mm-hmm. And I, I I talked to some coaches that 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 played, and it was like, man, because uh, I remember when Temple went to play them, they called me. I was like, look, their offense line is huge. They're gonna line up and punch you in the mouth. It's old school football, and so a lot of people think you put twenty on ten when you tell them stuff. And I remember mm-hmm. them calling me after the game, like, man, you was right. That's the biggest, most physical offense line we face. You don't see that <laughs> type of offensive line in NFL no more. Right. But Derek Carr, I think, is a special is a special quarterback. Derek Carr is a champion. I think, to me, this is my opinion, with the pieces right around him, he can be a Super Bowl winning quarterback if everything else is right around him. But you can't expect him to go out there and beat somebody by himself. You can't expect anybody to do that. Hell, Tom Brady just shows you he needs defense and weapons you know, to do it. He's the greatest winner of all time in this game. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm reluctant to say that about Tom, but I, I got to give Thomas props. You know, I was... I was always on team Joe Montana saying Joe Montana was the go, but Tom proved that he is the greatest quarterback to play the game. I mean, his, his record speaks for itself. Uh, he's, he's done a lot of things out there. He's, he's won a lot of Super Bowls. He's done it now in the AFC and the NFC. He did it without bill. And, you know, basically they said that he was a system quarterback. He proved that he was the system. And so, yeah. you know, it, it, it's huge to see that. Um, obviously you hate to see it, you know, as, as Raider fans, you hate to see Tom win another one, but it's always better than seeing KC win, right? But now as I look at you guys, <laughs> I look at you guys and I see the, I see the Cardinals and I, I look around the league, look around the NFC West. You know, you've got the Seahawks. They, they obviously, they just added Gabe Jackson because um, Russ, is, Russ is frustrated there. Um, you know, the Niners just added Trent Williams on a huge contract. I mean, Trent got paid. Um and then the Rams have made some moves, bringing in Matt Stafford. It's going to be competitive out there. But I'm I'm excited to see what you guys can do because I know what you bring to the table and I know what that defense brings to the table. What do you what do you see? What do you see for your team coming up? Um, I I think we have a chance to 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 do to make some noise. I, I would like to say, but I think it's always going to be depending on how we work in the offseason. That's the one thing that I try to teach guys. I don't get I get excited. We sign guys, but I tell them after that goes out the window, it's about the work you put in. Not during the season, it's right now. What are you doing different than you did last? Because last year clearly wasn't good enough because we didn't win. You know, what are you doing right now? You're changing your body, you're changing your study habits, or you're changing what you eat, how much you rest. What are you doing to make sure that you don't repeat what happened in 2020? And so I, I see for us, as guys start to, to, to buy in or if they buy in, I would know when we, we reconvene because now mm-hmm. I won't see you making the same mistakes. Like I tell them all the time, oh, you're going to make mistakes. I don't want to see the same mistakes over and over again because right. now I know you haven't, you haven't taken the time to critique yourself 
and you think of what you did last year. I, if I do a little bit better, it'd be better. No, I want you to reinvent yourself every season. So I think if our guys take that approach and be humble with it, because the, the season don't start, the season don't, don't really start to November. Mm-hmm. September and October, you, you better be able to put yourself in a place to be a part of the season. Because when you're in November, normally you're like, all right, you won't be here next year. You won't be here next year. <laughs> you want to be in the spot where you, all your games start to count. And so we're that's what we're striving for. But I think with the pieces we have, and if people are really are serious about it and take to the leadership, and this is their third year in this in this uh, offense and defense with Vance and with Cliff, I think mm-hmm. this is when you see your growth. It's just like with Ricky's. I don't never get Ricky's grade until the third year. It's three years before you really know what they're going to be. Mm-hmm. If you're a true football person, you're right. giving them three years. So for this team here, this third year, you got the quarterback. You 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 got the all-star. You got two all-star wide receivers. You got J.J. White, Hall of Famer. Challenge Jones, Challenge Jones back. Those rookies that was drafted two years ago. Now you're, you're a vet. Now you want to see it all, all come about. But I think our future is bright here. You know, as long as we can just keep that hunger, stay humble, and keep grinding. It's funny because everything you say echoes what I what I preach. Everything that I'm preaching all the time. I mean, it's basically you're you're speaking through you're speaking my words through your mouth. And I think that I mean that kind of goes hand in hand. I mean, obviously, you know, defense alignment. We all have kind of the same mentality on it. We we look at the game differently. You know, we look at it from the trenches outward, and not yeah. from you know not from the secondary or the quarterback in. You know, you got to it all starts in the trenches. And James, you know that, you you, you know, we we all know coming when you come in, the, coming out of the trenches, you got your it's a different breed. Yeah. You know, I, you know, we're not in there just bumping titties, you know, for four <laughs> quarters, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, uh, I, I remember this one coach. I, I can't I, I can't remember his name, but he said it was at one of these uh, college conditioning camps and he said, he said, uh, we all know you guys like to eat. And he said, a season starts just like cooking. It starts with prep. And yeah. you got all this preparation to make the meal. And each, each game is a course. And you're going to be graded on that course. Each, each game. And make sure you – and, and I, I mean the Lyman dinners. I mean we used to get – oh, man. We used to have a, a waffle a waffle bet for, for for our lineman dinners. If you were if you didn't show up or were late, it was you had to spend twenty four hours in a waffle house or or like an IHOP. And the only way you could leave is if you ate twenty four waffles. Wow! So you could shave an hour off with each each waffle, and I. I I used to stack eight to eight. I could do I could do sixteen back to back, or you know eight to eight back back to back. But man, I, you only you only did that one time. But <laughs> yeah. and that's one thing I noticed. Like when I played on on good teams, we we hung out together, we trained together, we bled together. And sometimes you get that wrong ego in that locker room, and it can change that whole dynamic. It can mm-hmm. split split one or two guys off that would normally. Yes. Want to be at the lineman dinners or be at the you know defensive back dinners or whatever, because they they bring you know what was the old thing I used to always preach was you know when you go to work you leave your your trouble you leave your, uh, your your troubles from home on the 
trouble tree outside. And then when you mm-hmm. come home, same thing, you, you know, your work troubles, you leave those on the, the trouble tree outside. And some guys just, you know, it takes them a while to either learn it or they never learn it. But um, I'm, I'm excited for this, this league, you know, I mean, Aaron Donald, in my opinion, is totally changing the defensive tackle position. He's yes. all, I mean, he, I mean, he's one of those guys. And, and that's why I, I, I mean, I hate seeing Klee play out of position, but I can almost see Klee playing. If he, if he dedicated himself, I could see him being, you know, almost like not an Aaron Donald, but that hybrid defensive tackle, defensive end position. So, yeah, you know, you really, you know, in the league itself, I think the league created Aaron Donald because no, no more is it the three tight ends, the fullback, and we're going to power run the team. It's a scoring league. Yeah. And what offenses force you to do, they force little guys to tackle and big guys to run. So a guy, when a guy like Aaron Donald's coming up, I am a linebacker size, but I'm a D-line body-wise, and I can run, then you go out there, you become a superstar because – as small as he is, he never has to worry about taking on double teams as much because people don't just sit there and run the right. ball like they used to. No. And you know, and you, you actually find guys that, that play with smaller defense linemen and say, hey, teams are not going to consistently run the ball. So I give up a little bit of size at tackle to make sure that when you throw the ball, I got speed rushing your quarterback mm-hmm. and I got guys that can fly. Yep. So they really are changing the position. And Aaron Donald is showing you that you can get a guy that can be dominant doing it. He's just the best yeah. that's, that's, that's able to do it. And yeah. with this coming draft, you're going to see a lot of defensive linemen are, are in that size of Aaron Donald. Or inch, might be an inch or two taller, but the weight is the same. But you see the speed in which they're, they they play. You know, in years before, you got to put him at middle linebacker. No, he's a perfect three technique. Or he'll perfect yeah. Three. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the way, and that's, that's the thing about that's the one thing I'm glad you brought up Cleek. And I know he gets a he gets a lot of flack because he was he was never drafted to replace Khalil Mack. No. He was drafted to be Clee Farrell, to be a great leader, to be a workhorse, to be to do whatever you ask him to do. And for a guy who's a fourth pick in the draft, that could easily say, I'm not moving inside the three technique. It could stand his ground, and people would be like, Yeah. He does whatever the team asks him to do, and he gets berated for it. You know, you know what I mean. And it's it's crazy. There's never going to be another Khalil Mack to walk into the Raiders' facility now, because guys are just created differently. But as a coach, I learned to appreciate every guy for what they do, not for what they don't do. I learned to appreciate, and I can appreciate a person's personal greatness or good in them without having to compare it to the next guy. And I think a lot of time as as fans, we get caught up. We get caught up in there. You got to be greater than the next guy. No, you don't. You just got to be the best person you can be. That's the only person you can be. Be better than yourself. Every play, be better than yourself. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead. I'm gonna ask one more question. I'm gonna end on this one. But I know that your son's been balling out, and he's committed to Oregon. He's gonna be heading out to Oregon. I see you posting about it. Uh, One thing, two. It's a two part question. One. Are you more excited to visit the facilities up in Oregon or are you more excited about the shoes that you're going to be getting from that's, Oregon? You, that's Nike U, dude. Two, Oregon's two, always been Nike I'm not, U. I'm not going to lie about it. I'm excited about the shoes. I, <laughs> I, I, was, I was so happy when my son put, grew the same size idea. I'm like, you don't have to give me no, just give me the ones you don't want. You know, <laughs> I'm a sneakerhead. And you know, me too. And I'm happy. 
I'm happy for my son. You know, even though he grew up majority of his life in North Carolina, Oregon has always been the school because he came up in a time those uniforms just jumped off. And oh yeah, when I was coaching him in Lily. We had to change our uniform to mimic Oregon uniforms. You know, back when he was seven and nine. So now he's getting a chance to live his dream. But I just can't wait. You know, I'm just a shoe head. I, I can watch, look at shoes on online 24 hours a day. And to get a chance to put my, my foot in some of those Uncle Phil specials, it's going to be special for me. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. When uh, when you get a chance to go up there, let me know. I'll, I'll roll up there with you. We can help the employee store. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait. Uh, that's that's a big dream of mine. I'm happy for my son. But, hey. I, I, I get to knock some off my bucket list, too. <laughs> no doubt. Well, Coach, I wanted to thank you again for coming on. It's always a pleasure when we have you on. Um, you know, anything you want to give a shout-out to the fans before, uh, before we head up? Well, you always know it. You know, One Nation, Raider Nation for life. You know, I work other places, but when it's all and done, when I'm retired, I'm back to Raider Nation. Black yes, and white sir. ain't going, black and silver's not going anywhere. But, uh, man, stay the course, man, and hopefully – we get a chance to come out there and rock in that stadium a little bit. I heard it's something special. So uh, I hope we're, we're ready nation. One love, man. All right. Appreciate you coach. Appreciate right. you. Man, I tell you what, every time Brenton Buckner comes on this show, I get juiced. Love talking football with him. Old school D lineman, old school type coach. I mean, he's the kind of guy that's going to get in there, tell you what he likes, tell you what he doesn't like, tell you how to change it. And I respect him because he's played the game at a high level for a long period of time. His stats speak for itself. His teams speak for itself. His squads speak for themselves. I mean, you saw what Max did with him. You saw what Clee did with him. You saw what Mo, Jonathan Hankins. And, and look what he's got now down in Arizona. So big shout out to Coach Brenton Buckner. I appreciate him for coming on the show. As always, one of my favorite guests to have on. But until next time, I'll holler at y'all. therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well better help can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule it's surprisingly affordable too connect with a credentialed therapist by phone video or online chat all from the comfort of your home visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10 percent on your first month that's better help h-e-l-p 